0: Muscle Podcast Midweek. The Midweek Muscle Podcast starts now. Hey, good people! Happy Hump Day! Good morning, good afternoon, and or good evening, good people. This is Jay Z bringing you your dose of the Midweek Muscle. If this is your first time here, welcome. I thank you. I salute you. Uh, This podcast was brought to you to help you get over the obstacles that hold you back or hold you up as it relates to matters of the head versus matters of the heart. Um, And this can relate to anybody in a number of ways, whether it be professionally, relationally, spiritually, financially, uh, yeah, personally or professionally. Um, But we ultimately want to give each other encouragement to help us get through Our week is a little bit of the middle of the week push. So welcome, excuse me, and thank you for being here. Y'all, if y'all have been with me, and you know we're a team at this point, because teams do major things together, and teams also catch each other when they fall, and so y'all, I'm not even going to lie, because last week I talked to y'all about that test, right? (laughs) I'm not even going to lie. I failed that test, y'all. <laughs> I failed it. Oh, okay, now it's out my system. I don't have to be embarrassed anymore about it. I, I had no words about my performance on that. Uh, but as my entrepreneurship professor has put it in many different, uh, you know, I've been with him in uh, many different capacities. But as he has put it, you know what, Joe? It's important when you're beginning something to fail fast and fail often. And when I first heard him say that, I was like, that's crazy. But then I understood it once he said it is because when you're trying something new or when you're starting out in entrepreneurship, when you fail fast and fail often, you can get to what you need to work on quicker. You can get to refining the product or service quicker You don't want to go all this time thinking you have a great product and put a lot of money and a lot of energy and a lot of effort to find out like, uh uh-oh, that wasn't what we should have been doing. So the whole purpose of Fail Fast and Fail Often is you want to do it right out the gate so you know what needs to be worked on. So if I were to take that same advice and apply it to... um you know, what just transpired with my schooling or what have you. We'll take a a closer look at it in just a sec. But yeah, I, I, that's where I am. I have three classes left in this program. Can y'all believe it? When y'all first met me, I was just starting crazy, right? So I have three classes left. I'm busting my butt and still feeling the effects of like failure or not doing so great but I'm not really crying about it. Maybe because I have like that weird, like sort of senioritis thing, but I don't really think it's that. I think senioritis is when you just don't feel like doing none, right? You want me to say it like that again? Senioritis is that thing where you feel like doing absolutely none. And so you just, (laughs) you just want to kick back. And so for me, excuse me. And so for me, it's not that I, want to do absolutely nothing. I think for me, I just simply want to, um, get to the other aspects of my life, but I know that I have to learn some things first. And so because of that, um, you know, it's not because I don't care. Uh, but I know deep down inside, I didn't give myself the time I deserved to understand the material, like really try to under like give myself a fighting chance to understand the material. And so here I am three years in 45 credits worth of classes in a new professor in, and like when, when you really think about it, I talk to my audiences about this almost daily, or if not weekly about, uh, you know, I, I say something along the lines like this. I know that in order to study for the test tomorrow, I must have begun preparing for it as soon as I knew about it. And for me, if we look at this test and we look at the like um, the concept of fail fast, fail often is uh, if I were to like, honestly, if I were to like ace this test or ace this quiz, nothing about my process would change for the following quiz or the following quiz. But little do I want to find myself in a situation where I'm failing the last quiz, right? You Or a test. You feel me? So if I'm going to not do well on one of them, it might as well be my first so I can adjust how I'm studying so i can not just to get a good grade on the test but so i can fully understand the information and if i look at i didn't give myself fully enough time to prepare then now i know right i know that i need to i need to reconsider what i'm giving myself time to do and i know that i'm busy i know that i'm very busy but i've come way too far to allow guilt dictate how I make moves right like I know that my support group supports me for free meals or like free child care sometimes and oftentimes I feel guilty because I feel like I don't want to abuse that I need a free meal or I don't want to abuse that can you watch my child for two hours while I study and if that's just what needs to happen to get my like last three classes under my belt then that's what needs to happen and it's not because I'm being selfish It's just that we have to understand, like, how has our support group offered to help? And then how can we make the most of it? Because it makes no sense if somebody's offered to help you and then you're sitting there guilty over something they already offered you. So that's number one. Number two is guilt on myself for not doing enough. Yeah, I'm past that. I'm tired. I know I work hard. I know I'm not stupid. Uh, I may not have performed well, but I'm not stupid. So I'm not even about to sit up here and feel guilt over something like that even. Okay, so then what's the next one? Distractions. I've got to figure out when it's time to set it down. And I've got to figure out time when it's time to pick it up. Uh, I mean, I know for my day to day and my week to week, things can get a little dense because uh, my schedule is packed. But I have to, um, you know, like I said uh, earlier this season and early last season, you know, sometimes um, when a vine, when a vine, uh, like think wine, for example, when a wine vine is growing, when the grapes are growing, part of the job is for the people who are upkeeping those vines they have to prune off all the new fresh fruit and so you would, one would think to themselves like why would you why would you clip the new fruit that's that's perfectly good fruit and you're absolutely right that's perfectly good fruit but the thing about wine and applicable to almost any other scenario here is that sometimes you have to clip off the new fruit uh, in order for the, the stuff that you still have to age and mature and grow finer. Uh, that's exactly what happens with vine, uh, vine grapes uh, that are to be prepared for wines. They clip off the new grapes so that the old grapes can mature. Uh, Now, this may be a little contrary to what I was talking about last week, and that's okay, like, right? Uh, Some things don't always make sense in some ways, but they make sense in others, and that's what we're here for. Um, uh, But last week was about uh, not allowing the mature knowledge to impact the new knowledge you can have. This week is about how do I make the most of what I currently have by not accepting new things to take on. And so for me, like, do I need to go to that outing or that networking event for an hour and a half that will turn into four hours if I know that I really need to put in the work to do this two hour project or this two hour studying or this two hour reading? I might have to keep myself to hard deadlines, go to that networking event for an hour and make the most of that hour and then spend the other three hours studying because I know a half hour of that three hours is gonna be spent unwinding, right? Or getting myself comfortable. So again, it's about making the most of that time and not allowing myself to become thrown by distractions. And I'm sure you have a similar situation you can relate to. So I was also told, um, you know, after I shared the news with uh, someone in my support group, I was told, it's okay to stumble. You stumble to prevent the fall. And I thought, okay, that's, I feel better about that. And because I feel better about that, it helped me to process it a little bit better. And so I I can't help but to say it just like this is that, uh, just to ask this quick question, like, when's the last time you stumbled with a new learning? And what did you do with it? Like, did, did it boost you in action after a little bit of embarrassment or did it completely immobilize you or make you feel lazy about approaching it again, or even at all? Uh, I don't know if you guys know of this guy. His name is Gary V. He's very vocal. He's a big influencer on social media. Um, he talks a lot about goal setting entrepreneurship, um, you know, uh, going after the things that you love, uh, in a in a, on a much larger scale than what we do at the moment, uh, but um he had said this. He said there's something about laziness that can be a tool for self awareness. And I went on to listen. I'm like, all right, make me comfortable with this idea. You know, make me comfortable. Uh, he went on to say, like you. You simply don't like that thing. Like you being lazy by something simply means that you don't like that thing. Like people can get lazy in a number of different areas, whether it be in relationships, whether that be with your job, whether that be with, you know, things that you want to do for your personal selves. It doesn't mean that you're lazy or that you're incompetent or that you're, you know, any of those negative things It just simply means you don't like that thing. And so I started to process that and I said, like, uh, when I'm like, just thinking about things that I love to do, I love to work out and I will jump at the opportunity to go do that because I know it's healthy for me. It's a stress relief for me. It releases some dopamine and makes me feel good. And just like how I love to podcast now, at first it was a nerve wracking thing and I couldn't wrap my mind around it, but now I can't wait to get on the mic to share with you guys things that I've learned throughout the week or content or inspirational things, right? But then on the other side, how I drag my feet to maybe like this whole organization th- organizational thing that I was talking about, like 10, 15, 20 podcasts ago now, like, I talk about getting set up for you know your work week or your work season or your busy season it comes with establishing order and organization. And it's just not my strong suit. And it's not that I don't care to have it. I just ah I like order, but I don't want to be the one to do it. Just like homework. I I appreciate learning, but the homework piece is just like, ugh. So it's simply an indicator that. I dislike to do those things which can become important in understanding if I'm even chasing the right things um and again this isn't a one size fit all like one size blanket type thing but if I am lazy with some things I might need to consider am I chasing the right things based on if I'm being lazy towards it or not so Hey, I want to start a business. Okay, well, are you jumping at the opportunity to make that business go every single week? If the answer is yes, then there may be some things that drive you about it, like passionate. But are some are there some things within that business that you drag your feet on? Because we all have something, right? It's not It's not for us to be perfect, but whatever it is that we're dragging our feet on, whether it's meeting new people, going to a networking event, creating the content, doing the finances, clearing the books, getting the organization, whatever it is, whatever the thing that you're dragging your feet on. Maybe that's where you need support because maybe that's just something that you dislike. And if you feel like you can do it all, that's fine. I encourage you, I implore you, go ahead and do what you can do. But if you're dragging your feet on an area that is critical for your business's growth or success, then that's when you may need to say like, I don't have to force myself to do this if I know that one, is something I dislike doing, and two, I can probably use some support in this area. So why don't I use it, especially if people have asked you? So I found that pretty interesting, and I know I went a little long-winded on that. And so good people, the last thing I want to share with you, and again, it's in the book I've been reading, Zen and the Martial Arts, on top of the other classwork I've been doing. Yes, I need to find time for leisure. And it's really cool because the, pe- the chapters are like two pages long, maybe even three. Um, so it makes me feel uh, like I'm winning with the reading, <laughs> when really it's just a, it's a really easy read. Um, and that's okay for my life too, so don't judge me. But anyways... It reads this, and I'm going to read a little blurb to you. And I I found this particularly enlightening for me. So here goes. Instead of trying to do everything well, do those things perfectly of what you are capable. Although most expert martial artists have spent years mastering hundreds of techniques and movements in a bout or kumite, a champion may actually use only four or five techniques over and over again. These are the techniques which he has perfected and which he knows he can depend on. I protest it, but the fact still remains that my real competition is the advancing years. Side note, the author is talking about him getting older. Stop comparing yourself at 45 with the man you were at 20 or 30. Bruce answered, the past is an illusion. You must learn to live in the present and accept yourself for what you are now. What you lack in flexibility and agility, you must make up with knowledge and constant practice. I really appreciated that quote and I'm going to skip ahead a little bit to go on and say um, the next part of this uh, chapter. Well, I'm limited by my size and difficulty in English and the fact that I am Chinese and there never has been a big Chinese star in American films, but I have spent the last three years studying movies and I think the time is ripe for a good martial arts film and I am the best qualified to star in it. My capabilities exceed my limitations. Bruce's capabilities did in fact exceed his limitations, and until his youthful death, he was one of the biggest stars in films. His career was a perfect illustration of his teaching. As we discover and improve our strong points, they come to outweigh our weaknesses. So good people. I looked at that quote and I literally put a smiley face in my notes. And if you feel like you want to see that on social media, I'll go ahead and show you. But I think it's it's just funny because I put that smiley face there. And it really stuck out to me that you cannot compare yourself to the person that you were yesterday because you're older today than you were yesterday. You're older today than you were last week. And you are older today than you were 20 years ago, 10 years ago, five years ago, and so on. The key point here is that if you can learn how to perfect something that you do really well over and over again, they will come to work for you in the moments where you don't feel as strong or I'm working with people of this magnitude as well. And the other thing that stuck out to me was that what you lack in flexibility and agility, you must make up with knowledge and constant practice. And so for me, my flexibility isn't as strong with single motherhood and being a student and and being a full-time worker and all this stuff. But what I can do is that I can't change anything about my situation other than how I practice the pursuit of what I possess. And in that, my capabilities exceed my limitations of what I can't do so easily or so readily because of my circumstances, my current circumstances. I can make up for it in what I currently possess. And this is all rooted in like uh, the episode of uh, mastery and what you already possess. This just drives these points home for me. And so reading them helps enlighten me, it helps inspire me, and I hope it does the same for you. So if you made it this far in the podcast, thank you for listening all the way through. I appreciate you. I love you more than you ever know. Um, and, and I hope that you will not be hoarder, a hoarder of a good word, right? We can't be hoarders of given information. So if this message wasn't for you, I understand and I appreciate you for giving me the time. Please share it with someone that you feel couldn't use a message like this. As a matter of fact, if you loved it, share it with all your friends. If you hated it, share it with an enemy because you know we all could use a good word or two. And for the most part, I hope that you guys find the opportunity to celebrate yourselves, not in the fact that you failed, but in the fact that you learned to refine. Not in the moments where you feel like you can't, but in the areas where you know you can and ultimately to have the understanding that you are not bound by your limitations, but rather you soar based off of your capabilities. And for that, good people, I love you. Let's make it a great week and uh, let's get out there and do amazing things, shall we? Can't wait to hear from you. And until this time next week, let's go.